Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, August 30th, 2022. Today on the Ether, part two of the two part CFI Lunk DAO Lunk Project update space. Let's take a listen. So, whether the, the transaction, like the, like the burn tax, would it, will it plummet the transaction volume? I don't think the transaction volume, um, like right now, I think the transaction volume is up because people are sort of like speculating and playing around um, as far as, because there isn't anything new to on the blockchain, right? So it's just people messing around, which is cool. Um, but will this appreciably change the equation? I think it's probably positive in the very short term because it creates just, again, it's a story, you know, that everyone can tell and, you know, uh, you know, I think that can just push that narrative for a while. Uh, longer term, though, um, explaining that shit to people uh, doesn't really work that well. Like, if you look at all the Binance Smart Chain coins that did this shit, like, they basically are all worth basically nothing now. <laughs> um, it's funny because the Luna Classic has more value than some of the Binance Smart Chain shit that kind of dissipate into nothingness. And a lot of them had these kinds of, uh, like, artificial burn mechanism philosophy so it just depends like i think uh i think for the short term over the next year like the the burn narrative like is fun it makes sense from that perspective long term um like it's just not enough to be a story unless like you just say that okay well the luna classic chain is like a theory it's just like a it's like a store of value type of proposition and uh what I'd like to see for that to happen, though, is I think the validators have to be making money. Like I mentioned this before, like if you have a bunch of, you know, zero commission type situations and this type of nonsense and um, or or maybe like the number of transactions are so low that the validators aren't making sufficient amount of money, then I think um, you might have a longer term problem. But so yeah, to me, it's like issue, the, the final incentive is. It, the incentive to use and hold the coins and then there's the network of people in proof of work or proof of stake that are actually maintaining the computational systems and as long as those people are doing like they they're incentivized to do so they're either like having fun you know posting on spaces or maybe they're like you know whatever the fuck <laughs> the uh then uh, at that point uh, you're going to have uh, ongoing benefits to the validators and they're going to keep validating and then the chain stays awake so you know 10 years from now all you have to ask yourself is okay well is there going to be a good reason for a validator um to continue to validate for the luna classic chain and if the if your thesis is that no there's no obvious reason for that then obviously that's a problem so that's well, kind of I obviously i think uh, it all depends on the next one and a half years obviously because the oracle pool has sufficient funds for paying out these rewards for the validators 
For what does the reward years. fall to? What what does the reward fall to when that Oracle pool dies off? Like, are we still talking about the Luna Classic? Um, there have to, we have to reinstitute well some sort of it inflation used to be the, the swapping what? functions, right, and the minting function. Um, and as this being disabled, I'm not sure how much the Oracle pool is gaining. I think nothing at the moment. Yeah, it's not getting. Yeah, exactly. The pool that that dries, uh, dries out. So yeah, but I think Terra Rebels is aware of that issue, and there's many ideas already floating around um, how to solve. And as I said, we have one and a half years, and that's more than enough time to solve that problem. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I think uh, Nilang Malagal. By the way, how do you pronounce your name, brother? Like I have no idea how to say that. Leng Malagal is African, actually. So the N is silent? Yeah, the N is silent. Oh, very nice. Okay. Uh, Leng Malagal, um, you had questions regarding Anchor Protocol and Mirror Protocol and what the hell is going on with these two things. Do you have like Mirror tokens or Anchor tokens or do you like, um, like, uh, are you using these things? Like, what is your concern with those? Well, uh, well, I used to be, I am still a very big fan of, of Luna because I lost my my savings in, in, in that stuff. So I, I was really like, the the whole idea behind uh, Anchor and, and Mirror was so exciting for me because I studied finance. So after the, after the crash, I was like, is the whole chain going to just die? What about this? ideas because for me they were really really interesting ideas and i was hoping if if the rebels or if the the old uh the old guys with with Doquan, if if, well, if they're trying to revive the the lunar classic then what about these other projects we used to coexist alongside so alongside, for starters yeah. um let's like cover mirror real quick because we cannot win out fast so um me personally i was not a fan of Mirror protocol for very long. When I first started playing with Terra and Mirror came out, I thought it was interesting in that like the yield opportunity was really high. So if I owned, I don't know, Apple uh, or some other stock on there, and I had like a 200% APY, the APY was actually higher than was needed to like cover the cost of let's say Apple going down. So as a liquidity provider, for example, my risk was relatively low. The problem with Mirror is it doesn't have a system long, it did not have a system long-term to pay out liquidity providers that was going to be sustainable. So at that point, like, why would you want to hold like a fake stock that you're still basically um, susceptible to the price action of that stock in theory, assuming it even maintains PEG? But then on top of that, like the the if the L liquidity provider uh, rewards were to dry up, essentially you get to a point where it's like, well, that's not a sustainable system. Um, if UST Luna wasn't sustainable at that time, like the Mirror Protocol stuff was gonna, I think, long term, uh, not do well either way. So I would I kind of got out of Mirror as an LP provider and stopped playing with it um, after I used it for maybe like three four months, and I realized, hey, wait a minute, like. Um, this thing's not sustainable. So that's kind of my take on Mirror. So what I don't think it's going to come back because I don't think Doe felt that it was a certainty that it was going to work either, which is why he never really talked about it much because I think he sensed the same thing that like 
it was just an unsustainable situation with Mirror. And yet there are other synthetic protocols in DeFi, right? And the nice thing about having Mirror was that it gave people more to do that they could. Yeah, they could, no question. They could admit these. They could mint these assets, they could trade them up and down, they could lose their savings by trying out all kinds of unique strategies and they could give people <laughs> yeah. more reasons they, to they play were, in the ecosystem. I agree with you. They were fun and they actually added to the ecosystem, no question about it. Like it created um, it created some pieces of the puzzle of the experience of playing on the Terra blockchain. I, I totally agree with that part, portion of it. Like the fun of it was interesting. But this is that's also because we didn't wait long enough for Mirror to sort of like collapse before UST collapsed, <laughs> like mirror, it would have just happened later. Uh, there was just no way to incentivize it. Like if you played with it long enough, you're, you'd realize, wait a minute, like, okay, what, who's going to be providing liquidity for this? And, um, but are, the are there any successful stories of, of some uh, assets and DeFi? I don't think any of the synthetic platforms are gaining a tremendous amount of traction. Like synthetics I, I, are them. On Arbitrum, there's a few that I think have gotten popular. I think I'm not as familiar with AVAX. Yeah, I haven't played with those. Yeah, I'm not sure. So but it gives you an option. It gives you, an, if you have enough exposure, the idea was with Mirror was for people who aren't familiar, I don't know who was an OG from the, um, from the past or not, but with Mirror, the idea was that you could take uh, your, your UST, uh, right? Was, you, was it UST that you would mint with? Um, you you yeah, take your UST you take your UST and you can make a something that would match the movement of, of stock or other assets, mostly from the United States. And this was apparently of interest to people in Asian countries who otherwise couldn't gain access to United States financial markets and wanted to um, benefit from the and speculate on the movements of those assets. And I think that there's a core concept there that still resonates. That you know I don't have somewhere. You you can buy U.S. stock and really trade on the U.S. brokers and stuff, um, and you can get into DeFi and and, and basically do the same thing. Uh, then there's a good core story there that could still be successful. Yeah, I think another thing here is that um, a lot of people, uh, Sefi, think that if only Nacho Don, also known as Nacho Donna, uh, took over Mirror Protocol in the past or could take it over in future, even now there's there's a core hub of supporters for Nacho Donna. Um, that could, if he, if he became CEO or if she became CEO, I'm not sure about the pronouns, she, he, they, it, something like that. Um, if only they took over now, then it could still be a success. Um, do you have any yeah. reflection on that, Sophie? I think, I think I said something at some point last year that rubbed him the wrong way regarding like COVID vaccines or some shit. And he blocked me forever and called me some sort of like, I don't know, whatever. So yeah, the, the, uh, the, the exact progress of Nacho Don and where he is now, I'm not sure. But there are some uh, like accounts on Telegram and Discord and stuff with the Nacho Don name. I don't think it's the same guy though. He doesn't exude the same vibe. So I think I think Nacho Don has gone into seclusion, or maybe he's like driving around his no, library no. or whatever. Yeah, he's still he, at the right. He's still around. He's he's in the the Terra official Telegram, and and you know one of the funny things I told uh, people. Here but is before. that is that the actual Nacho Don, or is that like? Just yeah, that's actually him. It's actually him. Really? Um, and the, the funny thing is, is if you go to the Terra official Telegram and you search for Nacho Don's username and then spaces, he's shared like a bunch of the Lunkdao spaces. So he's, he's been tuning in. Maybe he's tuning in now. Nacho Don, if you're here, we think you are the only worthy successor of Mirror Protocol and we still believe you can fix it. Yeah, he's fucking crazy enough. He should do it for sure. 
but anyway, yeah, the, the synthetics platforms of which there have been several, um, you know, were interesting experience. They're fun to play with, like Grin said. And I think there's a, there's a piece of that that resonates with people, especially if you don't have access to like traditional stocks and whatnot. Uh, it's just like, they, they just haven't been proven long run and at scale to be basically, um, sustainable. Um, the, the simple answer is, is like the incentive to short. So a lot of the most popular, uh, stocks on that are things that people thought couldn't go to zero, like Apple or Google or things like that. Basically there were a few degen stocks like AMC and GameStop and things like that, but most of them were kind of blue chip type things. And the thing about blue chip type stocks and such is there's usually more buying demand than there is selling demand. So what happens is, is the price depegs to the upside uh, on those assets and the incentive is there to short them to theoretically bring the price down back to the, you know, the peg level. But there was never enough shorting interest to kind of keep the thing pegged. So they, these, these assets would always like very frequently um like trade above peg so i don't know to me the experiment kind of largely failed which is why like you know the latter half of like last year very little to no one except Nostradamus was like talking about it <laughs> so i don't know that was my take on mirror and i think uh lang malag uh has a, a had a question about anchor protocol bruce you have any uh thoughts on the 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 what to do about anchor protocol mm, no absolutely not like leave it alone like try to do something with it does it you think it's going to benefit for the luna classic community or no i, I can't something like very immediate i think maybe stuff like ustc first right yeah it doesn't really have an obvious use case if it wasn't for the ustc component of it so it's like you would have to fix several things before it becomes a immediately useful um system i would think i agree it, it's still I think- uh, we're operating to some degree, right? Like, can somebody summarize what Anchor can and can't do right now? Is there a, a strategy to win via Anchor? It's basically a lending, um, borrowing protocol, basically, right? So people... But you can still borrow, you can still lend... No, no, long... no, they dis- disabled these they functions are. because there was um, malicious activities during the DPEG that were draining the the funds they had. However, I think um, there's definitely room for a lending protocol because, I mean, that's traditional banking, right? And the idea of traditional banking. I just think that the APYs that were paid out were too high and not sustainable, basically. On top of that, the there was no lockups, basically for UST, so that was also an issue. But I think the idea in general could be made, um, yeah, could be made successful um, if there would be another chance to have a stable coin on one of these changes, ch- chains and um, yeah. Well, I think the issue is not so much whether or not you can lend and borrow in DeFi. The issue is like, is there a interesting enough uh, and sustainable enough yield rate that people are going to bother taking the risk of messing with it. Um, Cause you know, you can, there's plenty of protocols that will lend you based on, you know, volatile crypto and stuff. So that wasn't really the, the, the main feature there. Know, it was have, kind you, of a stable see, have you seen the interview with Dokman? 
like he also mentioned shortly um, about this of the team picking the APY for Anchor Protocol. I found that quite interesting, and his reaction to it, he basically said that. What did he say? That it was randomly picked and not really calculated. Wait, uh, I don't follow. We should do what exactly? No, we shouldn't do anything. He's he he's talking about the the past basically in that interview, and um, he shortly in that interview he talked about the APY of anchor anchor protocol being set to twenty percent, and how that number came up basically. Yeah, I remember how the numbers, the, how that sort of emerged initially. It was like there was this like. Uh, they had to beat kind of other yield rates sort of. And, and if it was not high enough, you know, you had one set of problems and if it yeah, was but a, a 50 too low, it had... would have, would have done the job, you know? Yeah, probably, probably. But, uh, yeah, actually I'm, I'm, I'm like looking to see it now is anchor. Um, is it actually back alive right now? Or is it still closed? Can you actually interact with it yet? Do you guys know? I'm gonna try it here. I'm not sure to be honest because Let's see I what the hell is going on here in Anchor Protocol. A couple of months ago, and then haven't. Well, it's not even opening on my uh, desktop browser. Uh, well, it's kind of getting stuck actually. I mean, when you guys open it and see what it what it does, uh, like there's a pop up and I can't read the thing and it's like sort of stuck. Mm, I I just don't want to go back there. I think it's I don't know. It's like revisiting a. Uh, an abusive ex-girlfriend or something yeah that's a good point to hit me and beat me up i don't want to go back how many of your girlfriends have been particularly abusive is that a commonality you think or is that is it more often than not or yeah i think it took me a long time to realize it but but probably over the last uh 30 40 years every single one of my ex-girlfriends has been abusive and has hit me and i think uh, at this stage i'm beginning to take personal responsibility for maybe manifesting that um and and attracting those type of women how do you define abusive behavior um hit me in the face when i like for instance if i don't um if i don't clean my plates up after i eat um, if I leave a dirty fork out or if I don't put it in the washing machine um, or at the dishwasher, then, um, you know, then they they pin me against the wall. They raise me up by my neck, you know, about a meter off the wall and strangle me. And um, th- this is the kind of thing. I think it's also the fact that I've I've always dated very large women, you know, women who are around, um, you know, kind of the, the female equivalent of um, what's that guy's name? Robert Wadlow. Can you remember the tallest guy in the world, Sefi? I can't remember. I think it's uh, Robert Wadlow. You know that that eight so, foot eleven. Guy. So you you like these? You you attract these very imposing women. They can just basically yeah. just throw you around like a rag doll. So you basically you you like to feel small. Um, I like to no. I don't think that's quite accurate, uh, Luna. Um, you know, you say some accurate things, but that's not one of them. I think it's more accurate to say that I like to feel protected. Um, I like women who are Amazons, who are maybe seven foot tall from from particular African tribes, you know, particularly in Ghana. I like women who are strong women, you know, maybe quite bulky, maybe six foot, six foot two, but quite girthy, uh, you know, 140, 160 kilograms of muscle and, and on significant steroid cycles. Um, and I also tend do you, to... You want, like, you, do you, but do you like a periodic kick to the nuts or are you just like talking about, um, does it really feel like abuse to you? 
Well, I, I think he, I think uh, he like likes a bop on the head. I think he, he has a little bunny fufu complex. I answer my where he, he wants to, he wants to be with a little bunny fufu hey, who I, bops I, the field nice on the head. Can I answer myself? Like, I'm not I, saying, I'm not saying that I didn't. I'm not saying that like. I'm not, I don't know, like, like, yeah, okay, there's a part of me that, that like wants to be hit and, and probably seeks out drama to be hit because maybe that arouses me, right? Because I like to feel their power. Um, it's, it's like I need to keep proving how powerful they are um, and that makes me on. So, yeah, I, but, but also, so I, I've, I've explained that I like um, Amazonian kind of women, uh, women from, from Ghanaian tribes and strong women, but I also kind of like, uh, there's another fourth variety of women I like in there and they're, the kind of Eskimo Inuit woman. Why? It's like, I like the, the fact that they're very outdoorsy and practical. Like if we're in a survival situation, I would rely entirely on that woman to um, drill a... So drill how, a how, how can we I, help you with your de deficit you're feeling in, inside yourself? My what, sorry? Your de deficit. So you're not feeling you're enough, basically. I don't know. I'm starting to regret mentioning this. I just feel pretty judged. Can we move on? Please. So what you're saying is no no version of Anchor Protocol being fixed is going to solve this for you. You know, one thing that was cool was uh, Doquan was enticing like major game developers over to Luna before the crash to run their game economies on it, including traditional game developers, mobile developers. And uh, I would think Lunk is still viable for that. You know, Lunk, the transaction costs are cheap. It's fairly reliable. Uh, you get some sort of economic activity on the chain, but Anchor is is a dead duck until either long price is more stable and, or UST is repegged. Well, I, I I was looking though at Anchor and um, APR net is listed still at close to like um, what, what looks like eleven billion percent APR. So um, you know if 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 uh, this the net borrow rate, meaning like you're paid 11 million percent to borrow, uh, which is super interesting. I mean, it might solve uh, Bruce's like um, sexual violence problems. He might be able to buy his way out of this um, situation if this were to be fixed. So it's possible. Anyway, borrowing yeah, um, is disabled, right? Yeah, it's still disabled right now, unfortunately. But when it gets re-enabled, we can like maybe fix this. Um, this like tension problem he has uh ian ian uh you had some comments you've been here for a while sorry to ignore you or uh a4 grippa is here as well you guys have some commentary about this situation ah there we go go ahead mm, seems to have like shuffled his phone around in his pocket or something no he's shuffling a4 paper that he's gripping oh okay I feel like a lot of people only only request to speak so they can be seen at the top and maybe derive social status, but without actually um, risking anything, without being vulnerable in a social way. Um, that, that is, I don't know. Like, but I think it ultimately shoots you in the foot because if you do that once or a few times, then we won't let you up anymore. Um, and everyone will know that you're a loser. We'll say it right now, you're a loser. Well, I, I think if that's the case, then it's fair game for us to put words in their mouth and we can try to imagine what their impulse was, like the, the things that they wanted to say, but have it. Hey, what you doing? I'm just, uh, I, uh, I, I don't know. I feel really strange right now. Not feeling like my usual self, sorry. Well, I'll, have you, I'll tell you a story to maybe like diffuse the situation. So as earlier on today, 
what happened to me, um, I was driving along. I got a flat tire on my uh, left uh, tire. It was like a little nail or screw or some shit in the middle of the tire. Fortunately, it was something that can be like patched up, you know, and I can get on my way quick. But um, so what, uh, you know, a, a heinous experience happened to me. Um, I winded up having to drive into a um, Walmart. Um, and in this Walmart was a, you know, one of these auto repair, you know, things. I, I drive up. He's like, yeah, I'll take a look at it. I'll get you fixed up. But he's like, yeah, but we're running kind of slow today. It's going to be, you know, a, a couple hours. So I got to, I got stuck in Walmart for two hours. Um, you know, I went, I immediately proceeded to where they sold like, you know, cause I knew like there's a good chance I could die in this, you know, with like Walmart, you know, like this. Anyway, I feel for my life and I went and got myself a little bit of pink lemonade. I got some beef jerky, uh, maybe a little bit, uh, some chocolate. I bought all these little things because I, because I, I had to find, like, I had to like prove to the people in the tool section of Walmart that I wasn't just like hanging out there for no reason or just like homeless. So I bought some things and I camped out in the, the, the auto parts and then subsequently the tool section of Walmart. They kicked me out of the actual um, auto parts section and they're like, hey, you just can't be eating over here. I'm like, well, fuck. Like, what, what? So anyway, so I go to the tools section. There was a nice little counter there by the, um, you know, the drill bits and whatnot. And basically, I just had my beef jerky, my lemonade and all that right there in the store. Um, but yeah, you know, if, if you ever have the traumatic experience um, of having to go to Walmart, um, you know, uh, it's it's even worse if you get stuck there, right? Because, like, they don't even, like, McDonald's couldn't even make enough money to stay open there, right? So, like, you know, you have, like, the little frozen food section. You have, like, uh, little, maybe, like, those little shitty charcuterie board-type packets that you get over there. It was miserable, and I couldn't even find a good thing to eat, if you can imagine, right? Um, so this, yeah. this is how my day's been going, right? So maybe you can clarify if you've been worse. Oh, well, you see the the fact that the mere fact that you just went ahead and recalled every every sincere little detail about this experience it really just speaks volumes about this is severely impacted and affected your um, your mental mental health um in uh in uh your uh, daily interaction so to speak so uh for now um well the, the good really, news is it did get fixed right that's the that's important and i you know, and they were like, I was hanging around in spaces and whatever, talking about this shit. And like, people are walking by, like, why is this guy in the tool section with his fucking lunch on the counter in the, you know, like literally where the drill bits are, right? Like, here's my beef jerky. And I'm eating there. And uh, these people are looking at me. Uh, you know, I was wondering if they thought maybe I was shoplifting, right? Because maybe I'm just, if I become homeless, what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually just steal shit from Walmart and eat in the auto parts section. It's so fucking weird that people are going to be like, they're almost going to like, you know, what are they going to do? They're going to accuse me of like stealing beef jerky and eating it there. They're going to assume no. that I bought it, right? No. So I think that's the way time. to go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it worked out pretty well. I, I think I learned a lot from the experience. They, they didn't like send security at me or whatever, but they did like, they didn't like it when I was in the windshield wiper and uh, like auto parts section. For some reason that was just like, the, the line was drawn there, right? Like if I'm going to loiter or, you know, or like be homeless somewhere, um, you know, the auto parts section apparently is, um, 
you know, uh, but, you know, I would comment that there's like in, in the grand total of this amount of time, there were like no customers in either of these places. There was this one kind of kind of fat lady that looks like she smoked too much in her life. You know, her skin's all wrinkled up. I remember that. And she was kind of weird. Like she was 70, like this kind of weird beer belly. I don't know what these Walmart people eat exactly, but hmm. it's clearly not healthy. It's not right. But anyway, it was disgusting. But I, I somehow survived this experience. I got my car intact and I got out of there, right? Just in time. I just wanted to quickly say goodbye and thank uh, C5 for the nice and informative space. Uh, it was really interesting. Uh, we had some good topics. Yeah. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Oh, see you later. Sophie, can I say that since you started speaking uh, the last like five minutes or so, uh, around 20 women have left the space, which is all of them, um, and also around 10 guys. Um, and that includes Luna V now. So uh, you did this. Yeah, well, this is what happens. It's been a bad day, like I said. I, I do uh, also want to apologize no, to anybody in the audience there. Um, I did have something uh, semi-important that I needed to or I didn't need to, you know, I, I do appreciate the privilege of being, you know, able to uh, ask a diligent question here, but uh, I currently cannot remember uh, what, what the hell I was going to talk about. Um, I'm really, well, you really me that you were going to, you were having yeah. thoughts of like suicide and this and that, and you were going to come in here and get advice from <laughs> Ian and uh, Lang Malal and uh, whatnot. And, you know, trying to get support to, to maybe talk you off the ledge, but uh but you it apparently oh, yeah, forgot yeah. about this thing, so you're yeah. probably fine now. I wouldn't, I won't bring it up anymore. Yeah, uh, complete, uh, complete 180 on that one. Um, feeling, uh, feeling, uh, you're feeling it's like it's good to be alive again, right? Yeah, 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 that's the word right there. There you go. Yeah, yeah you heard that Lunk, Lunk was now being, uh, it was going to be burned, there's gonna be like a tax, there's gonna be, uh, there's gonna be, uh, uh, what like a, they're staking. And uh, maybe there's some new projects coming and you just now feel like completely reversed mentally, physically, uh, is my understanding. Absolutely. Um, actually, uh, that, that was that was that was it. Wow. Yo, I'm really. Yeah, I, I got to leave this space. Though. I'm, I'm feeling like kind of weird, though. Sorry, <laughs> sorry guys. I, I appreciate you, though, um, coming on today to explain these things. Pretty exciting stuff going on. Thank you. Uh, uh, C5, please. I'm. Could you guys please? I'll I'll like to know, or we would like to know when when the tax burn gets implemented. This coin is it going to be sent to your wallet, or is it going to be taken off from the from the total supply, and we we'll, and we will be able to see the total supply reducing. That's that's the first question. And secondly, with regards to the proposal on the Terra station, you you guys will notice that. People just go in there and try to propose whatever nonsense they like. Isn't there a way, a means in which you guys could implement a vetting process or a screening process for the proposal to make it a little bit serious? So whenever there is a proposal, everybody knows, okay, this is something serious the community needs to talk about. So that was um, what I would like to ask. Thank you. Well, I my the things that phrases I like to use is decentralized finance um, uh, results in decentralized shenanigans. Uh, uh, and that's largely what you see there with those like faux proposals. Uh, I think the key to those is just simply vote against it if you don't like them. A4G, are you there? We got like noise in your pocket or something. Pocket dialed us. 
I think he's trying to communicate something. He just doesn't really know how. So he's using like kinesthetic temporal sensations in a kind of a, an ambient soundscape of, of different fabrics. You're hearing A4 paper flapping around as he grips it. I tell you. Well, you know, sometimes like uh, imagine you're walking around. I'm sure you've had this experience where like, uh, you know, your, your, your junk gets caught up kind of in your underwear and whatever. And you need to kind of like shuffle things around and maybe you have, he has his phone in his pocket and he's just like readjusting. It could be really that simple. Oh, he disappeared. I think he, I removed him. All right. Anyway, uh, your stories have have led to about 50 people leaving the space. Um, I'd like to, to to open this up to to people asking questions. Please request to speak Uh, anything about Lank or life or philosophy or spirituality or uh, kind of a, you want to try and remedy your existential dread or something like that. Come up, request to speak. Uh, I am hanging out here for a while. Does Ian have any comments? Uh, Sifa, you you forgot to touch on the question regarding the the total supply and the and the one point two. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, Bruce, you got this covered. I'm I'm sure you know all about it. No, no, I'm just uh, I'm cooking a burger, so I missed that. It's all down to you. Um, Malagal, I'm, I'm still having a rough time with your name, but uh, yeah. hit mute for a second because there's a lot of feedback on your side. Okay, okay. I was trying to ask because when we are when we will see the one point the one point two tax burn implemented, this these coins which will be collected from from the blockchain, is it going to be sent to a, to a burn wallet or is this coin going to be taken out from the circulating supply and we will be able to see the total supply reducing consequently? Yes, you'll be able, if there's a burn implemented, you'll be able to see the supply going down. Uh, and typically, uh, that'll affect the, you know, total market cap and such. Um, the, uh, you know, whether that actually causes the price of the coin to moon or not, that's a different thing. Um, so, you know, that's up for debate, but basically the idea is you, you will see that reflected in the total coin count. So hopefully that answers your question. Thank you. Tim. What's happening, Tim? Hey guys, it's good. it's good to be back in uh, in Twitter Spaces with you guys. It's great to uh, great to see you. Um, the humor <laughs> the humor has not ceased. Um, just checking in and seeing. I, I really have not been catching up to date. Uh, it's been a long time. So, but but I mean, I'm just trying to understand. So so my friends who are meme coin. Uh, Meme coin uh, coiners were saying, you know, I I got to get in now. This is now's the time to get in the lunk. Um, so I'm just trying to see, you know, what you guys are doing. Are you actually, you know, putting some serious coin in uh, in investing in lunk? And uh, if so, what's your progn? You know, what's your um, your take? I'm I'm just joining a little late, so if you already kind of gave the rundown, I apologize for jumping on later yeah the well the quick version is that uh you know uh, developments to revive the chain have been underway uh resumption of staking uh possibly the resumption of a a creation of a burst to so that when transactions happen um they're 
uh, is coin that's burned. And uh, I think one of the questions that uh, I didn't fully answer uh, a minute ago was like, how much impact is that going to have on the total supply? Um, you know, perhaps in like maybe like 600 million years or maybe like around the time when the dinosaurs return to the earth. Uh, the value of Lunk will be something like, you know, $100 or something like that. <laughs> but uh, for right now, the bird mechanism, um, you know, uh, you know, how much is that really going to have an impact right now? I don't know. We'll see. Mm. Um, you Can know, I force but, a little uh, bit of specificity here, Safik? Uh, would you say that, that $1 by uh, September the 10th is possible? <laughs> well, sure, anything's possible. If uh, if Tim and his meme coin, uh, you know, friends just go fucking all out, like it's quite possible. I mean, what? Like, I don't know his friends. Maybe they have a lot of money, right? Like, they could just be ready to blow this ship up, right? Like yesterday, someone had a very nice. Um, I think Anissa had a. She had a very nice uh, take on this, and that is like, imagine uh, like a Coke bottle with like a bunch of fizzy Coca Cola in there. And uh, you know you shake that bottle up, and the top just blows out, right? So, uh, <laughs> right, like that could happen, is what apparently. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so you have a fixed volume, a fixed supply with enough pressure, um, then there's no reason that volume can't just explode. Yeah, like Boyle's law, right? So Our, it's just straight up physics at this point, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then think about like Maxwell's sorting demon, apply that, and it's just going to go fucking crazy. So have you heard like who are some of the um who are some of the validators uh that are going to be on the system I mean is guys like Danku are they back or are they gone um what are we talking yeah. about in terms Yeah of- they're here they I think all the basically all the validators now are the OGs because uh one of the peculiarities is that you can't uh you can't become a new validator for another like 58 days 60 days technically since the release of the staking so uh what we've done as as lunked out is we've we've sneakily acquired a bunch of validators from the old people because obviously um after the death spiral a lot of them shut down a lot of them just were no longer viable they didn't have enough delegations and stuff so like i think about a third of the total um validators on the old network a third of like the 130 um shut down i think there's now about 90 functional um, but yeah, we, we, we messaged, we, we, we kind of, um, you know, scoured around and found people to give blow jobs and hand jobs and like rim jobs. Like, like I put, I'm going to admit it now. Like I, I found the Galactic Punks team and I found that their validator wasn't doing very well. So I, I met up with one of them, you know, I stripped him. I put my tongue around his, his rectal cavity. I gave him like a really deep and fulfilling uh, rim job. Yeah. There was a lot of hair in my mouth. Yes. I swallowed it. That was fine. But it was worth it because now we've got a validator up. I think we're, we're like second or something now. Um, hopefully we will be first after this space and after you've all heard the sacrifices I've made. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, like, like a lot of them now are the old OGs. And I think uh, okay. people in the new community are wanting to start validating the future. But here's the, the secret thing, which I think everyone here should listen to deeply, is if you want to run a validator, um, all you really need to do is to give the the current OGs who are offline sexual favors or, or pay them or whatever, um, or hope they're just going to be nice to you. Yeah, Tim, Tim what, uh, <laughs> what the science has shown, right? Like, what, you know, there's a lot of data here now. So, like, we have a year of uh, data, right? So, what the science has basically shown here is that, you know, uh, it, it really doesn't matter. Like, for example, like, if your protocol does something useful, 
It doesn't matter, um, you know, like, you know, if a bunch of crypto nerds sit around in a, in a stupid little, little seance or circle or some shit and like talk about, you know, I don't know, like um, what uh, consensus mechanisms and whatnot. What's really important uh, here is periodically in the course of, let's say, 30 minutes, um, we have to say something so completely fucking ludicrous, right, <laughs> that the audience in here is like, wait a minute, like, we need to sit here and wait for half hour because <laughs> something fucking hilarious is going to happen, right? Like, and they just, but you can't just kind of, like, uh, just talk crypto 24-7. It just doesn't, you know, it. You, you're not going to re-peg USTC or whatever by talking about, like, you know, yeah. delegators and whatever the fuck, right? You have to really kind of engage the uh, the funny bone or whatever. Or or just give sexual favors to uh, you know. Yeah, I, I wanna. I feel a little bit undermined here. I wanna clarify that the room job. Is <laughs> I actually swallowed the hair, and I have the. <laughs> well, little 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 valcyclovir will take care. Of, like set you right up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but if anyone is here who wants to start a validator, who wants to to contribute to the chain more than just like sitting around in these spaces. Then yeah, you can you can approach like the the validators who are offline right now and acquire them. Um, oh, and he mentioned Donku. Uh, Donku uh, messaged me uh, like you can scour, uh, scour through my tweet from today about London. and he, he said I've got like said something along the lines of I've got one more bullet left to fire. And I wasn't sure if that meant like you know mm. blowing his load or something. Whether it meant <laughs> I, did, I wasn't sure if that meant like like he was going to kill himself. I don't know what that meant. But go back and like sweep through there. I got to ask him. I'm like, what do you mean by this oh, bullet I think shit? Was, um, I think he was experimenting with quantum suicide after one of our last spaces <laughs> where he talked about like how it's probable oh. that the Copenhagen experiment, uh, the Copenhagen interpretation is wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, we we got into that a little bit. I think Danku yeah. has been experimenting with a shotgun with a hundred bullets, um, and maybe leaving one in the chamber. <laughs> Uh, and, and shooting it again and again and seeing if he cre creates uh, new live streams and new realities and ever dies. He's been experimenting with that. Yeah. If, so if, uh, if by, you know, like next week, Dunk is still alive, that means that time travel is real, right? Like it proves that for sure. So, yeah. Anyway. But, but, but yeah, Dunk, Dunk is still here. But, but like, I think um, emotionally he was a little bit like, you know, th there were times in the last couple of months where, yeah, Dunk did turn up to my house. Like he, in real life he's quite a small guy like he's he's about people don't know because obviously the, the scale of his room in the background on his videos looks like normal scale but he's actually like three foot tall it's really fucking weird like well when, he gave up his day job to get by that like he got like so crypto rich he bought that little you know bmw little three series little like yeah you know, there's a little cut car right like a little little yeah. uh circus people don't car. realize it you know, when you look at his videos and when you watch his videos and you look at the room, uh, what that actually is, it's like a little, um, almost like a kennel in the garden of his parents' house. And it's, <laughs> like, it's all like one third the size. Like every room, like if you look in the background, the kettle and the picture frames and stuff, they're all tiny. Like you can hold the kettle in your hand as if it's like a tiny mug or something. And anyway, when, when Danku turned up at my house, like obviously... Um, you know, I thought it was going to be like a little bit of a brief affair, like, you know, give him a little bit of comfort and stuff. But at the end of the night, he was like, I don't want to leave. Please, will you just hold me tonight? Like the death spiral has been so upsetting. So yeah, I did let him sleep in my bed. Like I was the big spoon. Like I kissed him on the neck. Um, his neck was a little bit hairy. So I managed to shave it in the end, you know, like, cause I want to like smooth and hairless way down. Like, yeah, little, it's gotta be presentable, my little, right? Um, my little twink boy. Um, anyway, yeah. so 
so yeah, that that all went on. He's been upset, but yeah, he's he's running a validator now. So I'm hoping that'll cheer him up a bit and lead to him to be a little less. Uh, you know, I, I like neediness. I like I like clinginess because it validates me and makes me feel like you. I'm the protector and stuff. But I don't like as much as he was doing like the last few months. So I hope this this validator will maybe heal his self esteem and give him a new source of of pride and confidence to to stop him being so fucking needy. I completely agree. Uh, on a um, on a real on a, like a different level, uh, just curious what you guys think about like validators in fifty eight days, as well as um, you know this parallel universe of um, Luna 2.0 versus Lunk. I mean, are you thinking that Lunk is just sort of drifting off into a complete different space? Like, I don't know, before it seemed like, um, you know, there was a lot there that was influenced by TFL. Now, um, now it seems like ter- they've just sort of cut ties with it. So I don't know. I don't know. Is it is it its own thing now? And it's just, just kind it of is. left loading it is yeah um i think okay. so there's a few things to know the, the first thing to know is like i think tfl have basically handed it over um but they're not active actively obstructing like all of the the latest code changes the latest proposals uh for the for the um the 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 the, the re-enabling of staking and the 1.2 percent tax and everything else it's all, it's all been approved and merged by terraform labs and and terraform labs recently uh, a few days ago they updated their own no, notes like the rpc notes um, to the latest version, so they're helping. Like, like they're not standing in the way in any way. Um, they they made all the changes. They they merged all and approved all the changes um, to allow people to directly use uh, TerraStation wallets um, to use staking through their native wallet and stuff like that. So it's not like they're standing in the way. Um, I think this is one of those just illusions or, or myths that is, needs to be dispelled. Um, the fact that like oh TFL and and Doquan are against this thing. They've, Pretty much all throughout the process, they've helped and they've approved and merged the changes. Um, they've done everything they needed to do. Um, the second thing to, to understand is that, that the Lunk community now is just different people, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone who had wealth in the old... Let me just change it on. My burger's ready. Um, everyone who had wealth in the old Luna had their, had their wealth completely vaporized, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been kind of proportionately uh, airdropped on, on the new Luna too. But all of the people who ended after that were just new retail investors, uh, went to surveys and, and looked on the chain and, and sleuthed around and stuff. And something like, I don't know, like 95% of the new Lunk investors are just brand new people. They were not here prior to the death spiral. So we now have just, just two different sets of money. There's no real competition. Um, there's no real overlap. They're, they're simply different people. So I think if, if the two chains can find different purposes for being I think uh, the new the new lunar is is focused more on like NFTs and stuff like that. Um, so long as so long as the lung community can can find a, a reason for being a higher purpose, have a a way to get economic activity um, and volume on chain, then then I think we're fine. Like there's no real competition. Yeah, they're they're floating in different direction directions, but they're very different people. So if TFL were to stop existing tomorrow, is that a problem for lung? No, I don't think it is. I think um, I had discussions with with Terror. I don't know if anyone's here from Terror Rebels, but um, it would make it annoying. But ultimately, stuff could be done. Like apps could be developed to to stake through. Even if something like uh, Terra Native Wallet goes down, there are still ways around it. Right? They can create create their own interfaces, their own wallets, their own whatever. 
um, and they can also kind of overpower everything. Uh, I don't think it's it's much of a problem, um, especially now we've got staking and delegation and, and uh, kind of the community owns the major validators. Um, yeah, I don't think it's much of a problem. But but yeah, they're not standing in the way. They've they've helped, if anything. Okay. Well, that's really helpful. Thanks, guys, for for um, giving the um, with a lot of other information mixed in. Yeah, I, I mean, like people talk <laughs> objectively in these spaces, right? But there's always this human sexual side underneath this kind of dark shadowy <laughs> underbelly. And for me personally, I'd rather just like confess it outright, like these happenings with rim jobs uh, for validators and and thank you are and, and the whole. Yeah, it's, bas- it's basically full stuff. disclosure. You don't want to keep any secrets that might, you know, like these could influence people's buying decisions, right? I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to hide. I don't want to pretend. I don't want to have weird fucking professional persona, this veneer. Like, pretend, like I don't want to be one of these people who pretends to be something in order to get money. I'd rather just be completely honest. And I'd rather be on my deathbed at the end of my life, um, you know, and, and just have no regrets at all. Just, just I wear my life on my sleeve, you know. I think many people embody this now. I think Mike Tyson is one of the major ones, you know. He's just fully out there. Um, I want to be like Mike Tyson of the blockchain. Well said. Bands has been hanging around. What you doing, Bands? What are you guys doing? Uh, nothing much. I'm just getting home. Uh, I got in a meeting a little bit late here, guys. Uh, so I'm trying to catch up a little bit. Uh, could I get somebody to fill me in real quick on, uh, uh, you know, just give me a quick overrun on everything that uh, everyone's went over. I've been recording the space. Would you like me to just start playing it back through the microphone? Yeah. Maybe you could play it through one ear and then we can all continue. And you can play it through the left ear. Like if, if there's a stereo setup that's, that's possible, Grim. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, it would act kind of like a binaural beat and our brain frequencies would attempt to synchronize to the differences in the tones. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're talking like, a, what, a, like an hour and a half delay. Um, between the two uh, split frequencies, um, which, uh, yeah, okay. So maybe if you can oscillate a beat of about 8 hertz in the background, we can maybe use harmonics to get about 100 hertz here. I'm going to have to do a fast sphere transform, what you're looking for. Can you do that now? Is that possible while we're still in the space? Yes, hold on a moment. Uh, while he's I'm, doing I'm that. Just, I, I just have to rewind. I have to rewind the tape. Hold on. Well, while he's doing that, uh, I'll press pause. Jesus Christ. I don't know. It got a little bit nosy. I moved from just amusement towards just, um, I don't know, being a bit upset with the nerdiness. That's my brand. Anyway, so uh, I think to answer his question, uh, I think uh, everyone's trying to get Lunk to Moon using... um, uh, tactics like uh, uh, delegating to the LunkDAO validator uh, and, um, you know, basically uh, hanging out in spaces and, you know, uh, I don't know, you know, doing sexual favors for each other and push the the, the, the absolute uh, just brute force memification of the Luna Classic chain mm. uh, stratosphere. Um, I think that more or less uh, describes the last several hours of discussion outside of the 
uh, resumption of staking and perhaps implementation of a burn mechanism. Sefi, can I just confront you here? Um, I think we need a disclosure of conflict of interest. Um, I, w- would you be willing to confess what percentage of your current holdings, your current investment portfolio, that's currently invested in Lunk? Is it more like 60% or more like 90%? Um, it's closer to 60 than 90. All right. Thank you. Because the rest is UST. Right. And therein lies the problem, right? But, you know, we'll, we'll figure out how to fix it. It's just a matter of time, right? Anyway, um, bands, uh, what you been doing? Yeah, whoever's here. I think these are more clout chasers, sadly. I know what it is. Like yeah, I want... wanted to ask a question about NFTs. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, go for it. Yeah, can we get like... some more information of, like, uh, what NFTs, you know, can do staking on uh, the platform? I, I've been in the... Uh, the menu of the station it just takes you to a list of like 10 and you click on the description you know what they do what you we can get out of it okay you can't uh you can't get much out of out of them right now a lot of the nft projects that were on luna classic network have abandoned ship uh when things got hairy they decided to take a handout from polygon matic or from uh, from Solana, and they have started to bridge their NFT communities over to these other chains. Where, quite frankly, uh, some of them were even very mm. Terra Luna specific, like uh, Luna Bulls, and I think they changed their name to like to what to what the Bulls or yeah. something. And I, I think that's still in progress. There's a lot of opportunity, maybe, to to capture a new spirit of the Luna Classic chain. That's something that I'm passionate about, and hope that I can attempt sometime in the future when the time is right. Uh, but right now, um, there were a few select NFTs that had uh, worked with TerraStation to get their, their NFTs compatible with the, the wallet before the are still pretty cool. There's only a few of them. I mean, there's I, I, the uh, even Galactic Punks was like the flagship of Luna Classic. Uh, one of the first NFTs I bought and made a lot of money out of money on and um, they're moving over to Luna 2.0. So, yeah, I, I bought this uh, uh, Terra Meta Royals golden ticket today. It was fairly cheap. Um, I have no clue what it was, but I just want to contribute something off chain. I like these golden tickets. No, no idea. <laughs> yeah, it's on the. Uh, uh, let me see here. Did you did you buy the ticket on Luna Classic, and where did you buy it? Uh, if you go in the settings in the uh, uh, NFT on the station. Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of this stuff is, is just like um, fossils or relics. It's kind of like an archaeological dig that was created like six months or a year ago that still kind of exists. But um, the actual uh, sets themselves are, are like pretty static. There's no real trading volume. Um, it's just like, I don't know, it's like a relic of the past, an echo of the past. Um, it, but I think there's an interesting thing now happening, right? So a lot of people have come on chain. They've, they've started staking. Um, and in the last 30 days, something like 300,000 wallets were created. So if you think about that, and if you think about the total amount of stakers and all of the rewards that are being paid out right now, there's more disposable income that is both on chain and available. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if some of these, um, these NFT sets and, and uh, things you can do on chain kind of pick up in activity. 
it might be an interesting bet to 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 bet on some of these things. I'm not saying like it's it's a sure bet, but, but right. there are people wanting to spend money on chain, right? And there wasn't that before. All right, well, keep us posted on Twitter when you guys, you know, uh, whoever said that earlier about the Bellatrix and NFT, because I would like to be involved in uh, different cryptos. Yeah, and I I would like you to pay me eventually. So I hope if we can. Keep go forward with this mutually beneficial relationship of me making little pictures and you pay me for them. Yeah. I also want to say that any NFT set, any NFT artist or whatever that, that formerly had their collection on, on Lunk um, and has now moved to Polygon or Luna 2 or whatever, I consider them all traitors. I think it's like it's like having a home country and then a foreign force rather than standing there and fighting and, and insisting that you occupy your home um, and having that kind of pride and, and, and courage to fight. Uh, these people have instead just, just run, just said, like, have, have, have our territory, we're running away to Polygon. So anyone who's migrated their NFT sets to Polygon or migrated any projects at all to Polygon outside of Terra, I think they're pieces of shit. And if I saw them in the street, I would, I would beat them the fuck up. Like, are you only there for the good times? If you're, a lot of NFT communities are like, cheers the bar right you're there with these people for the good and the bad times but a lot of these people left i've I've been a staker on different ones for quite a while yeah what do you mean yeah i was curious what you mean by you've been staking a bunch of them but no i I just mean i have a stake in in them not i stake them yeah yeah i was gotcha well we can maybe we can maybe reflect on on what lady gaga said um, a few years back, she said that, um, you know, you know, fame does not change you, just expose who you truly are. And we've seen these NFT collectors, these NFT sets expose who they truly are by fleeing to Polygon. Where NFT collections generally die, they're seen as substandard to ETH collections. So I don't I don't I think, understand. I think I think that's the uh, lyrics to the song Poker Face by Lady Gaga, if I'm not mistaken. Has anybody asked anything about the rap Luna at all yet? I'm so excited. I'm so excited about the rap to how to get rid of it and then it getting taken out of circulation. It'd be really, I want to see what exactly happens. It's, it's a comedy. I have millions stuck on Coinbase. I'm just, fuck them. We're going to stay there. Steffi, you notice what we've done here. We've kind of recreated the old Luna spaces. Uh, okay, we've used we've used the Lunk community, but we kind of created it again. Do you remember in the heyday? A lot of you weren't here then, but like six months ago, even three months ago, uh, just before the crash, there were these huge spaces, the daddy or the mummy. Um, I see him as the mummy. I see myself as the daddy. Um, but maybe we have a different opinion on that. And maybe uh, in reality, we're both kind of intersex with both genitals. We're kind of penetrating each other in a 69 fashion, uh, hardcore and sweaty and stuff. But either way, like, Six months ago, there were these huge spaces. Sefi would often host them, and like hundreds of people would come. And it was really like the the social fabric of the chain, the kind of a, a catalyst, the kind of accelerating force. Um, this this contagious enthusiasm and stuff. So I'm really happy. I have, I have to say, I have no. Well, you just kept going. You were just enthusiastic, and then they just like rolled that's down. All the was required, over. really. Pardon? Yeah, so that's all that was really required, right? So, so the, what what uh, Coach here is saying is that we can recreate this on Lunk. Well, it's like I'm seeing the starts of it, right? Like some some kind of 
bonding force, some kind of catalyst force, like everyone's engaged and asking questions and stuff. Um, it reminds me of what it was before. I think a lot of people here also seek a daddy, right? Like a lot of people in this world don't really have strong father figures. Um, they tend to turn to maybe already figures, um, but they also look on Twitter for, for, for people who tend to host Twitter spaces. And I think, Sefi, more than anything, you provided a kind of a, a father figure role for many people in the old uh, lunar community. And maybe now um, these people are kind of lost. They're lost at sea. They're lost in the mists. And they're again looking for a father figure. And maybe we can provide that together. We can kind of merge into a, a mutant, uh, much larger father figure. And together we can, we can be the daddy to all of these people. Well, what's ha happened is a lot of people haven't been posting about Anna because I guess, it, I guess it affects their little, like, whatever, pseudo Twitter, you know, online credibility or some shit. But uh, as you and I both know, since um, we have lost all credibility, we can say whatever the fuck we want, right? That's basically what's happened here. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah and so, yet, so we can say whatever, and, right? And yet Lunk is, is trending, like, trending way above many other cryptocurrencies that haven't had such a terrible thing happen to them. Do you know what we getting loads of months ago? A lot of people in the old uh, Luna community were kind of snotty, and they would say things to me like, mm, Lunk is dead, why are you doing this? But now, like, a lot of them have said, oh, shit, like, I think there's actually a potential here, there's actually a future here, like, especially with staking unlabeled. Um, you know, I just didn't have the vision to see it before. I apologize, and I've had, like, a lot of sexual favors, a lot of money sent to me, a lot of delivery vouchers, which is like Uber Eats in the UK. Like, I've been living off pizzas for the last uh, month now, just down to people's apologies and, and, and trying to, to crystallize. Well, Bruce, you're, you're like a grand champion level chess player. And the person that I, and the person that I best saw take advantage of, uh, of making up your losses by acting immediately when you realized uh, that things changed when uh, staking was turned off and, that the, and also that the supply of, uh, of Lunk and UST that, that it wasn't going to change anymore because of the arbitrage and you acted immediately and recovered, yeah. seemed to have recovered a lot of your losses. And so I asked for you to look at what the hell you're doing. Yeah. And that's why I'm stuck here in Lunk because you see some sort of asymmetrical opportunity. It makes me want to see the same thing. Well, not only stuck in Lunk, you're stuck at Walmart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, yeah, you're you're bringing back a, a like a PTSD experience here. You know, uh, I, I I think I'd like to leave that visit to Walmart in the past. By the way, at this point, I really want to make money from something like uh, Steve Jobs, right? Everyone likes Steve Jobs, so let's use him as an example, right or wrong. So Steve Jobs, he didn't look at what like. Uh, uh, personal computers and so on were like at the moment he looked at what he thought they could be and he didn't look at what people wanted right at the moment he thought about what they would want in the future and so he positioned himself for future value and a lot of the great innovators and a lot of the great entrepreneurs are pursuing a dream that everyone else because they're affairs right now and they lack the imagination to see anything besides right in front of them and they don't know how to have an opinion except to hold their finger in the air and, and gauge like the weather and see what other people are doing in, in mass. And so those people uh, don't see the opportunity in Lunk, but uh, it's a crazy opportunity in Lunk. Mm. Yeah. And you can also see like how, how different people uh, deal with failure, right? Like look at what Do Kwon did. 
um, he just immediately started people to compensate funds to distribute and stuff but like like an amazing thing to have this whole fucking thing he built for four years just just utterly destroyed obviously all of us lost uh, you know almost everything um but at the same time he just like immediately started building something new um you know obviously we have like kind of proportionate wealth in that new system but i i think it's like you know somebody's going places when they immediately start acting and acting rational and just devoting all of their energy to actually building because it's an endless game aim to to keep fighting fires to um you know you you, you see who's going to make it in the long run i'm i'm still pretty like bullish on doquan just because like i think he's had like 10 i think he's had like 10 years of learning in these few months um and and to see what he's done after that i think it's uh, it's, a, it's a good sign i agree uh blockade you have your hand up uh what's up yeah i just wanted to revisit the 1.2 tax that you mentioned earlier um, you said it's about a year, year out to be the chain, correct? That's your opinion. Well, uh, that by its, all I'm saying is that by itself, uh, I, I don't think is the key feature. I think the the key is going to be like a return of sort of like uh, viral adoption and you know bringing lots of new people inbound. But as an advertising tool, just simply having the the bear mechanism to attract newcomers is right uh, doesn't bring utility to anything all right okay. yeah it's so, combined with like if you had a burn mechanism combined directly to a utility function like it used to be the uh minting of ust um if you can if you can create that kind of like credible mechanism that takes value and converts it to a reduction in supply it'd be no different than like let's say for example apple buying back their stock you know, with revenue that they made from selling, um, you know, smartphones or whatever. So right. the as long as there's a revenue driver that then converts to a reduction in the supply, it makes sense. And I think uh, it's up to the community to, like, if they want that to happen long term, to create some sort of mechanism. Um, I had suggested maybe like uh, you uh, create some sort of industry, say for example, where maybe you pay for prostitutes or something with USTC or maybe yeah. like uh, maybe you pay for your, um, I don't know, like people seem to like abortion pills and stuff like that. Maybe you pay for those with USTC or something, something to bring back like uh, a demand for, you, you know, like maybe sell things that only are or something along those lines and, and then bring back that mechanism and demand maybe. So could they, in theory, say we run this for a year, this 1.2 burn. Everyone gets used to it. The DEXs, the sexes, everyone's paying the 1.2. It's a, it's a non-factor at that point in a year. Could they then just revote to lower the burn down to 1% and then send that 0.2 to the uh, validator uh, pools for the rewards? I suppose, but uh, I think Grin said, mentioned earlier, one of the things about uh, like a permanent burn mechanism, it makes it uh, difficult for... Um, it makes it harder for sort of like centralized exchanges to accommodate these things and make money off of them. So there's this tendency for those exchanges not to take coins that have like these kind of burn tax transaction mechanisms. So we're talking about the smaller ones, right? Not like Binance has already said they're going to do it or Crypto.com. It's the smaller ones that's really going to be impacted. Um, well, yeah, it depends on what kind of burn mechanisms we're talking about. Like what, what's behind Okay. Okay. Some of the other burn mechanisms on some of the bullshit Binance Smart Chain coins 
um, like SafeMoon and this and that. Like that, like the the centralized exchanges didn't like that stuff at all. Okay, right. Okay, thanks. That, that pretty much answers my question. Appreciate it, guys. Good so far, and uh, I really think Dale may be on the masochist side of things after some of the stories. But that's all I had. Thanks. Hang on, was he talking about me? Yeah, probably. Oh, I take that Coach, what are you eating? Uh, I've cooked like a, it's like a Aberdeen Angus burger, like organic oh. free range with with um some kind of weird blueberry cheese, um oh. and uh, Jamaican jerk sauce. I'm on a ketogenic wow. diet, but it's like oh, how, almost well that, that Jamaican jerk sauce may not is that does that disqualify you? Or are you good with that? It's like it's, it's like uh, one gram or two grams per per portion, so it's okay. Oh yeah, I like that jerk. I like can jerk chicken. That's good. Agreed. Agreed, Seffi. Hey, how's your travels been, Seffi? Um, I'm actually happily back home, which is why I can like fuck around in the space for for the you know all day or all afternoon. <laughs> That's great. Do you want to do you want to maybe reveal what your what your specific lecture tour was about? The the specific topic. Well, it's kind of coast to coast. I may I was in the Bay Area for um, about a week, and then I was over on the East Coast uh, uh, over at and uh, whoa, grills! Somebody's talking over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll get a second. That, that's my that, that's my kid. I'm sorry. I'll mute this. Um, you you want to know what I was lecturing about? I was giving you an invitation to play around. But you know you don't have to accept it. Well, um, some, some artificial let me intelligence. Think of, let right? me think about. Let me think about what I can reveal about uh, this little tour. Uh, I've got to watch what I say. That's all. Sounds good. I, I maybe revealed that it was um, it was a tour on radio arm uh, phalloplasty. Uh, you heard incorrectly. Wait, why would you want to do that to your arm? You're the surgeon. I think you're the one who's been doing that. No, you you have me mixed up with somebody else. This is not like, I don't even right. know what you're talking about. All right, all right, all right. You, you, should, you guys should look that up if you're curious. Uh, radio arm uh, phalloplasty. It's the, the extraction of the skin. And I think the uh, maybe you know about this, Sefi, yes. like the vein circulatory system from the the arm. Basically, Correct. the circumference of it. Um, and, and then the you construct and and the muscle and stuff. So people end up with like a weird kind of uh, burned arm, but a, like a, a constructed uh, cylinder that's made out of skin. Um, Grill's got quite a bit of noise there, but I think I heard something about like transplanting foreskin onto the arm. Is that right? No, the opposite. A radial arm phalloplasty. Take the it's, skin it's from the arm and construct a vagina in uh, M2F, sorry, F2M transgender people. Oh, okay. So like, in other words, I could kind of like, um, maybe like tickle my own arm and get off because now I have like, uh, Oh, are you, are, are you saying like, I could just like kind of fuck my arm basically. What, how would we use this? Nothing like that. Have you never heard of this operation? You, so, take, you, take, you take the circumference of the forearm, one of the forearms and the, the outer and the muscle, and I think the, the veins and stuff like that, maybe you know more grills, um, and then you construct a, a penile cylinder out of it um, in people who are transitioning from female to male 
it's a it's a penis replacement. So the skin can also be taken from like the the back of the neck, I think, uh, somewhere else on the body, but but mainly the arm. It's called a radial arm um, phalloplasty. Yeah, but if the nerves on your arm like really felt good to rub on, right? Like, like wouldn't I just get, get off on myself by like rubbing my forearm? I'm gonna like help these people. I can offer some input because I'm missing my right hand. So. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, tell us about your phantom hand and like how you're dealing with that. Hmm. This is this is going down kind of like an interesting rabbit hole here. I, is this the direction we want to take this conversation? Um, I I can go any way with it, but a coach is very accurate that they do do a, a radial forearm flea flop. Steph, you went to medical school, right? Remember those big? Yeah, that too. Um, but tell me more about your rock star trip. So then you were in Maryland and what'd you do out there? Yeah, well, I was basically, um, kind of like discussing, you know, issues with the, the Naval Academy kids. Uh, and my God, these kids are a lot of jogging out there. I mean, like what the hell? Uh, the other interesting thing I didn't realize, like the, so I'm, uh, so I'm at the Naval Academy and I didn't realize how many, um, like so they've really diversified the like student body it, it went from like being like like you know mostly white boys to like having like little you know you know i don't know indian girls and i don't whoever like I'm like are these they didn't look particularly like you know imposing warriors to me i'm just uh I'm not trying to like go on the whole thing but it was interesting uh demographic going on so they're they're like jogging like crazy all evening long i'm like like, slow the fuck down. Like, what are you jogging so much for? But I guess they have to like maintain their, their, um, you know, physical competency, uh, and to kind of like meet the, the, their requirements and such. But anyway, they're, um, uh, they have basically like a group of, uh, uh, they, they have, they kind of need like some guidance on some issues like, um, uh, you know, where, you know, technology and things like, like medicine and, you know, where things are going regarding sort of like, um, uh, sort of AI, um, you know, offensive and defensive, uh, weapon systems and how that's going to impact like decision-making and this and that. Uh, anyway, it's kind of a, a broad range of, um, shit that, you know, I go there to like, you know, make sure that, uh, the kids are thinking about on their way to, uh, becoming officers and such. Anyway, it was an interesting, um, a group of kids. I don't really want to get too into it because um, they ask a lot of stupid questions. Though kids these days are stupid. I don't know what they're doing these days. And like, what are they playing on the iPad or like maybe like on Tinder or whatever the fuck? Like, I, I fear for the uh, the free world, quite frankly. But we'll see how it goes. Did you go jogging with them? Oh fuck no! Like, I don't want to have a heart attack or whatever. I'm not that young anymore. Get out of here. <laughs> I went and got some coffee at the little coffee shop there. It's really nice. Like right at the entrance. Uh, they got little, you know, lattes and whatnot. They've had like a nice little, uh, like, uh, uh, on the coast, like they have a little, little, like nature thing with a marina and everything. So I kind of like, uh, they have a little fun little tour boat you can take and the little dude takes you around. So like, you know, I'm not in the actual Navy, so I, you know, they're not going to like take me around their little Naval sailboats and shit, but they got a nice little like thing there for training, like regattas and whatever the fuck they got there. I don't really know too much about boating and whatnot but pretty cool it's an interesting little place um and the kids have a lot of you know fun and interesting questions but uh <laughs> like, uh, 
they're uh, they're uh, they're they're pretty basic though. Fascinating. Well, coach, what have you been up to? Uh, just just uh, eating eating a lot of meat lately. Um, that's about it. And and doing these spaces, I think. Um, like <clears throat> I'm trying to hit things on two fronts, right? So I'm doing the ketogenic diet to maybe a bit of weight to be more presentable, um, and then I'm hitting up uh, Twitter spaces and and doing the slunk down thing to get laid. Um, trying to make a community, trying to place myself above that community, trying to be a kind of a, I guess an alpha male in a in an online, and then trying to elicit female attention through that and convert it to real life um, copulation. How's it going with that? It's all right, yeah. Actually, one of the interesting things is since I, I have a, had a load of profiles, I don't know if any of you know me, but um, I had like a profile picture of being a mouse before, and I've recently switched it to being a coach. And since I switched it to being a coach, I probably had like uh, 10 times the messages from females. It seems like the, the work coach and maybe my profile picture have just like, like I don't know, made things really now. now. Um, it seems like girls have this this weird like innate intuitive response to your name and your profile picture so you need to be very careful about that the wrong profile picture can lead you to be a virgin for life and and the right one right one can vastly improve your chances i think coach as far as the hierarchical standards of the most prestigious title in western society it's like coach is number one and then maybe like sir and then doctor uh and then madame uh, just way down the line and then there's Mr. Coach is the pinnacle of success in Western society. Mm, I think it's good. Um, does anyone else have any questions? Urban M or Erickson or um, Ryan Lyon? I know you've been desperate to ask a question of, of us up here. Go ahead, Ryan. Got a question? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, so first, I'd like to thank you guys for putting on these spaces. But uh, I, I'm I'm curious uh, because since since taking my lunk, I see. Um, Definitely, there's all, all, a bunch of activity on the network involving a bunch of different tokens. Uh, I'm wondering if there's some way to track uh, sort of where, how much activity there is, where it comes from. And curious, you know, to know if there's anyone uh, proposing any projects. I haven't, I've been searching, but I haven't really seen anything new uh, to help revitalize the network. Did that come through all right? Uh, I think we're having connection issues. I think also Sefi might have dropped. Yeah, so I asked if uh, there's a way to track um, sort of uh, where, you know, uh, activity on the blockchain is coming from, where, uh, you know, uh, all these different tokens on, on, the, on the Luna Classic blockchain that are, that, are, that are coming in through staking or from some sort of activity. If there's some way to track that um, or like see where, uh, you know, these dApps are that, are that people are using. And also curious if you, you folks have heard of any uh, new projects, any, anything coming down the pipe that um, uh, might be of interest. Um, what's the, the specific activity you'd like to see exactly? Um, because there are, there are sites like um, coinhall.org where you can see the, all of the on-chain activity, right? All of the, the pools and the, where the money's flowing there. Um, but, I mean, what do you mean more widely? Like where, where I suppose you sort of answered that question because, you know, I've seen sites where uh, I can sort of see uh, the, you know, the, the, the coin rewards that I get for my uh, delegation, but I don't really hmm. see where it comes from. So I guess I suppose that was your answer. Yeah. Smart stake is pretty good. If you look up smart stake analytics, 
then all of the terror analytics are there, like all the validators, the current reward weights, the, the APYs and stuff. Coinhaw.org is another good one. All of the latest, latest pools and stuff, like I don't know how crypto you are, but if you're into like LPing and stuff, you'll be able to see all of the APYs. Um, a good one right now is probably... Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was part two of the two-part CFI Lunk DAO project update space, recorded on Tuesday, August 30th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Rolling down the street in my 6 foe. I never had a 6 foe. A kid can wish, though. I snapped a wishbone and grabbed a fistful. Chilling with the dopey this of weed is all I wish for. I'm feeling blissful. I gotta miss this. My ginger always down to ride no matter what the mission. I'm singing this song. Got a couple albums out. We do alright, but it ain't really shit to write home about. Like to feed the fishbowl. Keep my stories mystical. I like my beats. Boom, bap, and rap to be lyrical. I'm feeling cynical. Craving a little ritual. Save my place in line while I try to find a miracle. I keep looking and looking and looking, but never find nothing. We've been lied to, thinking this surprise under super secret lies. Motherfucker sneak inside, going dark. Now believe me when I say this shit is do or die. Going dark. Now believe me when I say this shit is do or die. Going dark. Now believe me when I say this shit is do or die. the trenches trying to stay offensive trespassing here like this land looks expensive ain't no time like the present trying to stake a claim just make sure your claim stays away from all these other claims we're almost kind of running out of land here living in the day of the dead and it's damn weird same teams y'all we just trying to get a bite to eat a little rest saved up waiting for my time to sleep head down middle fingers up yo i'm wide awake never hesitate to stay about a hundred miles away seven time and space while the wrecking ball the place i expect you all to play running marathons today when the Sick get sicker and the rich get richer It might be about time to rearrange our dinner Fix the system, the shit, it's all nicks Waking up early, gonna suck today's Going dark now, believe me when I say this shit is do or die Going dark now, believe me when I say this shit is do or die totally gonna take care of Angela, man. He's, he's great. He's a wonderful lab partner, so it's gonna be cool. We'll keep an eye on her. Why don't you go fuck yourself, you weird little prick? I'm a teacher, okay? You can't talk to me like that, guy. I'm not a student, so I can say whatever the fuck I want. Terror Spaces.